0: discussed. David Bazaar, Brent Elam, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, a Pennsylvania State Registered Investment Advisor, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings at Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Now
1: on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD WPHDHD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia, Their phone is always open at 800 516 5861 or visit thrivefinancialservices.com. Now, here's David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause.
2: Good morning, everyone, and welcome into Roadmap to Retirement the Radio Show as we begin the month of June, June 1st today, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam, uh, and Joe Kraus. Shout out to the Thrive Army for joining us uh, to kick off another month of June. A week ago, we brought the month of May and to a close going into Memorial Day weekend now, David, and we begin uh, the month of June with a action-packed, full show of information. Uh, First, let me give you an opportunity to welcome the listeners as you always do. Then I have a follow-up question for you off of our show from a week ago.
0: Absolutely, Joe. Well, good morning to you and good morning morning to all our listeners and Got my lovely wife back in the studio this morning, so we're we missed her and we're glad that she's back. And Aww,
3: thank you, I'm yeah. a little under the weather, but yeah. A little hopefully under hopefully I'll get through without coughing into the microphone, apologize, yeah.
0: And uh, Brett and I had uh, a good week last week, so uh, this has been a good roundup, so uh, yeah, welcome there, everybody. We got a great show, Joe. No, no really doubt about
2: stuff. that. One of the one of the um, uh, topics of conversation. It wasn't even a topic of conversation. It was a directive from you where you encouraged the listeners to Google sequence of returns. And we put that out there and I thought it was important to follow that up and maybe get a little bit of an explanation about what it means. I know Brett has talked about it in the past. It's a term that has been referenced on this show. And if you Google sequence of returns, it's very easy to become alarmed by what you read when you google that
0: yeah you know is you know the main purpose of the show is to number one advocate so we do advocate right we go out and we really try to gather up tons of good quality information education so that we can pass that on and get retirees baby boomers really thinking about Having that conversation that they need to have to make sure all the little puzzle pieces are in order for retirement, and um, you know the, the second step of advo- is that education, right? So we encourage people go Google sequence of returns. We we get comments and questions about it all the time in our workshops. Uh, you know, real simple is a lot of people forget that there is a difference between the accumulation side of retirement and the distribution side of retirement. Sequence of returns is a great illustration that if people see the visual of it, you really get a good understanding of what the impact is. Now, here's what the impact is. During the accumulation stage of life, when people are saving money for retirement, it really doesn't matter what the returns, as long as they're the average returns are decent out there, right? Just typically like what we've seen over the past 20 or 30, 10, 10, 20 or 30 years. So the sequence of those returns don't really matter because people aren't taking distributions during those periods of time. So whatever rate, average rate of return we get over that period of time is what we end up with as a nest egg. Now, where the impact comes in is what those sequence of returns look like during the distribution. And just to kind of make a long story short, is if you experience declines in your investments in the early stages of retirement, it can really have an extremely devastating effect on the longevity of that account value. And that's what we want to try to get. People kind of go, yeah, the market goes up, the market goes down, I'm just going to stay the course. And what people need to understand is if we're seeing declines while you're withdrawing assets, it really can have a very, very erosive
2: effect on how
0: long that money will last.
2: Good stuff and a good explanation. I know, Brett, you had a uh, planned conversation today about uh, things that you're starting to see uh, from clients as you start to map out their individual retirements with some of the information uh, that the individuals are providing, but I think as David mentioned, and I've heard you talk about it so many different times, uh, that phrase sequence of returns seems to factor into the conversation every time.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Again, people, uh, people forget. Uh, again, sometimes it becomes selective amnesia, but history tends to repeat itself. And again, people are creatures of habit. But again, as we enter that change in life going from work to retirement, I mean, that's just uh, one thing that people need to be conscious of again it's our job again being advocates out there in the community is bringing up risks that we may face in retirement and again we all have a choice do we choose to ignore it Do we choose we want to fix it and fix it amongst yourselves? Or are you looking for some professional help in getting some of those fixes made?
2: When you come out to one of the complimentary workshops, and I'll tell you about one workshop for next week, which will be over in Mount Laurel at the Mount Laurel uh, Public Library, I'll give you a little bit of insight into one of the slides that you'll see. You'll see the reference where uh, you do have a choice between certainty and uncertainty. And that is part of uh, this big picture that we are talking about talking about every Saturday morning uh, right here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Karen, nice to have, as David referenced, nice to have you back uh, with us in studio. Hope you are well, uh, despite a little bit of uh, scratch in the throat, but we'll try <laughs> it's and do <get> nice, you... <laughs>
3: It's nice to be back. Thank you very much.
2: And what's on the, uh, your agenda today for um, your segment?
3: going to touch on uh, maximizing Social Security Survivor slash widow benefits and touch a little bit more on social security benefits as a whole.
2: All right, good stuff. We'll have that segment with uh, Karen Bizarre And then David, I got away from uh, asking you, you, what's on your agenda for your segment today?
0: So there's been um, some new legislation that's been proposed and we're waiting for final approval um, from House and Senate. So um, it's called the SECURE Act for 2019. And it's got a lot of modifications, uh, both mostly good, a few little, uh, you know, gotches in there, but we want to get the listening audience educated up on what it may mean to them.
2: And does the listening, it, it, so it obviously will affect. Everyone sure. react well. Yeah. All right. So we'll deal with that uh, coming up in David's segment, uh, which will be towards uh, in the second half hour towards the top of the hour. That workshop is on June 5th at the Mount Laurel Public Library, which is 100 Walt Whitman Avenue uh, in Mount Laurel. It's the only workshop scheduled uh, for next week. And then June really kicks off into a busy month uh, the following two weeks, I believe. There are three workshops scheduled. Uh, So this is a very, very busy time uh, for Thrive Financial Services. 1-800-516-5861. 1-800-516-5861 is the uh, number to call um, if you want to get registered for the workshop. And if you can't attend the workshop on June 5th, you can scroll through and see some of the other workshop dates, taxes in retirement, is the date. Uh, also, before we go to the break, I want to, and I hate to bombard everybody with numbers, but I do want to give out the text board, David, because it's been com- quickly become a way to communicate with everyone here um, at the ease or the convenience uh, of the listener. 267... Eight seven zero eight two one zero is the text number. Is there a follow up to that? Text anything into that. How does it work?
0: Uh, if, they have, if anybody has questions in the listening audience, they can text their questions. If they want to download uh, how to retire worry free, uh, our a uh, couple excerpts from our book. There's you know
2: just kind of text in what you're looking for, and we'll make sure we get it out to you. Good stuff. Again, that text number is two six seven eight seven zero eighty two ten. We'll get to our first commercial break back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show as we come to you on a Saturday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Brett, let's jump right into it for the listening audience. Uh, I saw the big word written across the top of your notepad, mistakes. We live in a world of mistakes, but when they apply or when we make them, sometimes uh, we're not able to overcome or we're not able to change the mistakes uh, that we make so critical as we've talked about many, many times in retirement.
4: Yeah, I was debating about using the word observation versus mistakes, but you threw it out there. So now we'll we'll call them mistakes at the end of the day. I
2: like observation. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You have to
4: power the tongue there, Krause. All right. Um, We're all about positive radio here. Um, so with that being said, um, again, we get the fortunate opportunity. Again, we had an incredible week over the past couple of weeks of people coming out to the workshops. And, uh, again, we get the opportunity to get in front of anywhere, depending upon week upon week, anywhere for because our team has grown and now going across the bridge to New Jersey is we're, we're now doing anywhere between 25 and 40 plans on a weekly basis. So we annualize that as now we're up over 2,000 a year that we're seeing. And we get the fortunate ability to see lots of good, and sometimes we don't always get to see what's not so good. So again, uh, for those uh, the listening audience uh, that have had a chance to read our book of we talk about things not to do, we're almost going to continue with that theme a little bit um, today here, Krause. So again, when people come in as part of that Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review, is we do we go deep into a lot of different things. And, and again, we meet a lot of people that are working with other advisors, or we meet people that are just what we call our self-managed, where they're DIYs, do-it-yourselfers at the end of the day. And why we love that we have the no-obligation complimentary sessions is that, again, people, and I hear it all the time, especially when people are doing it themselves, they only know what they know. And again, it's sometimes bringing things to light, and you're like, hmm, I didn't, never thought about that. And again, as we're working, it's it, it, there's not much to, to juggle in terms of, again, I'm just putting my money away, I'm putting my money away, and which investment's better than the next. But we've talked about constantly on this show, during our workshops, when we meet people that come into the office, about constantly putting the puzzle pieces together, because what things look like in retirement looks completely different than while we are working. Okay? So- a couple of observations that we had from last, last, uh, last week is the very first one I want to share with you is a comment that was made to us, is my RMD contribution... Or pardon me, my distributions are really Roth contributions. And so when someone said that to me, I go, what do you mean by that? They said, Brad, let's say my, my requirement on distribution when I hit 70 and a half. And again, today I'm going to be talking about the actionable, just because uh, just my colleagues here got a great show on tap. We're just going to be talking about some of these changes that we have coming out there is um, you have to take out a distribution at the age of 70 and a half. So let's say I have a million dollars in my 401k and the government says I need to take out a little more than $36,000. That $36,000 is going to be taxable, okay? Just like it would no matter what age we're gonna take it out. But we need to understand is that whatever we pay in taxes after that, say, $36,000 contribution or pardon me, that distribution, those monies cannot be contributed into a Roth IRA. Now, if we pull out monies before the age of 70 and a half, Pretty much any amount of money that we're pulling out of our IRA that's not deemed the required minimum distribution, those are absolutely um, eligible to be moved into a Roth IRA, what we call a Roth uh, conversion. It could be a partial Roth conversion, a full Roth conversion. But what we need to understand is that if we decide to do nothing, is that we're simply going to be able to take whatever balances that we're going to have as a requirement on distribution after I pay the taxes and whatever the difference can go into a Roth IRA. And that's not the first time that I've heard that, but I've heard it more over the past couple, say, weeks and months. So I thought I'd just bring it up here on the show. Again, the Thrive Army continues to grow and grow and grow, and we have people come in that are regular listeners to the radio show. I'm like, are you a listener to the show? And they're like, yeah. Be like, We don't get too many people that come in talking about those different things. So we know that the impact that this show is making so I must want to talk about some of the mistakes that people are making. So the first one, talk about once I hit required minimum distribution age, those monies that I pull out are not eligible to go into a Roth IRA or another IRA. They have to go into our overall um, savings buckets or we can reallocate it into some other non-IRA solution. That's a big one second one i'm going to chat about and i uh, apologize i'm going to steal a tiny bit of karen's thunder but she's talking more on widows and survivors but I met a couple last week second marriage and we meet a lot of people that a spouse may pass away or maybe it's a divorce one reason or another that we meet second marriages and sometimes people it's it's taking two households two uh, financial statements and kind of merging them into one sometimes so met an incredible couple um last week Um, It was a second marriage, and the number one thing that was keeping them from being retired was to hang up their mortgage. They wanted to be out of debt before they were going to hang it up. So this couple, Mr. had started his Social Security eons ago, um, is now on a second uh, job. So he's still working part-time, doing what he finally loves to do as opposed to what he had to do, if that makes sense. And Mrs. um, was coming up on 69 and a half and when we spoke about what is your strategy for social security, so I'm just simply waiting till I'm 70 years old and I'm gonna take my full benefit. So 69 and a half, again, because we, we operate a little bit differently here in Thrive, again, we hear dates of births and all those different things from a social security standpoint, it meant a lot. So what had happened with this couple was again, Mister started his social security way back at age 62. So he had been collecting it for almost 11 years now is for all of our listening audience, please write this date down, or if you know somebody that was born, that is so long as they were, so long as 1953, if it's 1953 or before, so long as we were 62 years old, by January 2nd of 1954, so essentially 1953, is you're eligible for something that's called a restricted application. (laughs) Okay, what that means is, because Mr. had already started taking his benefit, and this is what was hard, Krause, was she was eligible to start that benefit at her age 66. She's now 69 and a half. Now what's fortunate because it's the very first step of that Thrive Retirement Roadmap review going through that maximization sheet was that you're able to backdate your social security application as much as six months. Once you've achieved full retirement age. So we handed her a social security report that said, we want you to do this at 68 and 11 months. She goes, well, how the heck am I going to do that? I have to go back in time. I go, you're absolutely right. "A good thing with social security is we can go back as, as much as six months to go back and get those benefits. What was hard and what was disheartening was that they were in the process of trying to, to interview financial advisors, people to work on their behalf. And they came out to a workshop, And they said, we didn't like this. We didn't like them. We didn't like them. We didn't like them. And I said, why and why and why? And when we sat down, and the very first thing that we went through was this, $1,200 a month, a little more than $1,200, almost $15,000 a year, that unfortunately, I was going to be able to backdate six months. But what it meant was almost $45,000 of money from age 66, age 67, and age 68. was gone. 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 Guess how much they owed on the mortgage, Krause? $42,000. They would have been out of debt. And they said, it's a shame that we didn't meet with you guys three years ago. I go, I have to ask this question. And she said, what? I go, how many of the people that you've met with over the past three to six months have even brought this to your attention? And they said, none. And I'm just like, wow. I go, it didn't even cost you anything for that one. She goes, I don't, whatever else you have to say. Uh, We're going to believe everything else because of the fact that this was staring at us in the face, and we shared the same information with you as we did with everybody else, and you're the first person to bring this to light. It drives us up a wall because what do so many people do? All they care about are your investments, your investments, your investments. Gang, our listening audience, this is all about putting the puzzle pieces together as we enter retirement.
2: Taxes. And I can tell that you're almost, you're more annoyed. That's it. About yeah, you can hear dollars. the passion
3: in his voice and,
2: and, and the dollars lost the money lost over that period that you, you cannot go back and here's
4: into. why because you don't know how many people retire and something happens to them devastating shortly after retirement mm-hmm. that's life altering whether they pass away whether they get in an accident whether they're diagnosed with something and the fact that I can look at somebody in the eye and say we could have had you retired two years ago a year and a half ago because they're tripling their mortgage right now. Mm -hmm. I go, I'm going to be able to get you there that much quicker now. Unfortunately, it wasn't a couple years ago. That's what drives me up a wall is, yeah, one plus one always equals two, but it's the psychological side of money as well. Do what I can do today because I'm going to tire out. We're going to slow down a little bit as years get out there. And I said a 69 and a 73-year-old. I didn't say a 63 and a Mm 59-year-old. That decade right there are critical years where people are healthy that we always encourage them, go live your life right now. That's a big deal, Krause.
2: Here's another one. And, and Brett, just just to make sure the point gets driven home on that, 1953, and it's restricted application. That's it,
4: restricted application. File a restricted application to be able to collect your spousal benefit, so you can maximize your own benefit at your age of 70.
2: If you're listening to the if you're listening to the show and you don't know what that means, Have never heard that term. Call. Call call Thrive Financial Services. That's Absolutely. And my
4: colleague, Karen, she's going to talk about widow and survivorship benefits, which are going to de- dig a little bit deeper. Here's a big one. We talked about over the past, uh, really over the past year, about all the changes that's happened to the tax code, is that we have people now coming part of that Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review. Not, they're not giving us their 2017 tax return anymore. They're giving us their 2018. Why is that such a big deal? Because we talked about how many, how many less people Almost one sixth of the number of people that itemized in 2017 are now itemizing in 2018. So, what that means is we're not seeing people's details anymore when it comes to the tax return. So, if you are a giver of money, a tither, where you are used to writing that off the tax return, you're not seeing it anymore in the tax return. Does not mean you shouldn't do things a different way. We need to be conscious of those things. Again, things like qualified charitable distributions. Okay. We need to be proactive at looking at those. Second thing is we related to debt. Again, this was year one that people just went through. We're not writing off home equity loan or home equity line of credit interest anymore. So if there's debt that's hanging out there, especially variable rate debt, we saw in 2018, the Fed met every time interest rates went up, interest rates went up, interest rates went up. So that meant your variable rate loans were going up as well Is if you're not itemizing, it may be time to retire that debt. Those are four big mistakes. Again, I had number five, we can save that for a later date. But again, these are all things that we talk about during the workshop, we talk about here on the radio show, it's why we encourage people to come in as part of that Complimentary Thrive Retirement Roadmap.
2: Review. Really, really great segment uh, today, Brett. Thank you so much. Uh, Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Restricted application. If you don't know what that term means, call Thrive Financial Services uh, or go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Following Brett's segment, perfect uh, segue into providing the text number. If you have a question about restricted application, text the number. Text to 267-870-8210, 267 870 just one example of many uh, from the 2,000 yearly reports that are created by this incredible place uh, where you can take advantage of getting yourself Uh, educated. Karen Bazaar back with us in studio. Karen, so nice to have uh, you back um, with us uh, for the show. Thank you for being here. As Brett referenced in his uh, conversation, you've got, and as you told us at the top of the show, um, you've got a list or a bullet point um, analysis or explanation uh, to cover certain things.
3: Exactly. And I'm going to touch also on Social Security and The reason it's important, as you just heard from Brett, it's complicated, right? Things aren't always cut and dry, and this couple didn't know about it. So I have an article here. Um, It's from my uh, Wiser women, W-I-S-E-R women, um, it's a website you can check it out. But they do newsletters and things like that.
2: Now that you're a personality, by the way, I've got to get you a a, a, a personality endorsement fee for some
3: <laughs> <from nicer> women. <laughs> I, they're a nonprofit, so they're they okay. Are. Well, good to go. <laughs> good stuff. Um, but so what I'm reading, the title is "Maximize Your Social Security Survivor Slash Widow Benefits: Taking One Then the Other," um, and what it actually says in the article is, the rules are complicated. The rules for claiming Social Security survivor benefits are complicated, and many widow and widowers are getting a sh- getting shortchanged. Because um, if you've ever gone on the Social Security website, and you, you've, it's basically everything's under survivor benefits, and it's confusing if you don't know what to look for to find out if you're doing the right thing or not. But a report from the Inspector General of the Social Security Administration confirmed that the uh, SSA, Social Security Administration, staff does not adequately inform widow or widowers of their option to file the restricted application for the survivor benefit and delay filing their own retirement application based on their own earnings. If they can do that, a delay, if they can wait to age 70 to start collecting their own benefit, it will result in a 32 percent increase of their monthly retirement benefit. That's that's a lot of
2: money. That's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. is it not? It I is 32 percent. Mm-hmm.
3: And it's, it goes on to say that the uh, inspector general report estimated that Social Security's administration failure to provide this information had resulted in over nine thousand beneficiaries being underpaid over 132 million. Dollars. So the SSA agreed with their findings. So, again, you know, come to one of our seminars, go on our website, thrivefinancialservices.com, Thrive Financial com T H R I V E. And um, if you're out there listening and you want to learn more about this, we're here to help you come on in for a complimentary consultation. But as you heard from Brett, that's something that we covered, so important, and that's why we started this company. Is a lot of advisors. There's some great advisors out there, but they're just focused on building your assets. We're looking at retirement as a whole, and Social Security plays a big part in yeah,
2: it. Yeah, you're looking at a retirement in terms of what I would say is a bullseye in terms of being able to understand that. I don't think the Social Security administration is intentionally no. not telling people no. the information. There's no clarity to the information, right? Right,
3: exactly. And so I'm going to read a little bit more. Um, Many widows are duly eligible for widow's survivor benefits and their own retirement benefit as a result of women's entry into the workforce. Um, So you can start your benefits as early as age 62. Um, Let me read one thing here. Um, Adding to the confusion is that the Social Security Administration considers that an application for retirement or survivor benefits is an application for both benefits unless you specifically apply for the restricted retirement benefit, so if you don't know what you're doing and you don't have the right guidance you could file think you're getting the restricted benefit but you're not and then you're just going to be stuck with that benefit forever
2: or in that example they're saying what if you don't identify it what happens you end up with both no you you're no, going end up with yeah you're right.
3: going to never get the rest the reason you want to do the restricted again is because you would like a lot of women have started working in the workforce. So you you would like to let your benefit grow to age 70, and then you'll get a higher amount. But in the meantime, you can start collecting a spousal or survivor benefit. Um, And just real quick, I wanted to touch on what Brett was talking about as far as the restricted applications. There's just a few rules in there. Um, He said that the, the spouse must be full retirement age to start that benefit right, 66, 66.7, 66.8, or the new uh, full retirement ages. Um, and you have to be f- born on or before 1-1-1954. So we've had people born on like 1-4-1954. It really, they can't use the benefit. It really stinks. But um, but to add confusion to it, if you're a widow or a widower, you can actually file a, the restricted application and you can apply for the sp- the, um, this, your social security benefit based on the deceased's uh, work, um, many years in work at age 60, and you don't have to be born on or before 1-1-1954. Is that making some sense to you?
0: I would cover that again. Yeah. yeah. I was just, so if you're, David, I was just if if you're married... I'm trying to follow it. If you're
3: married and you're you're both alive, you can always file for the restricted benefit if you were born on 1-1-1954 or earlier. Mm-hmm. And you have to be full retirement age to do that. Your spouse also has to be collecting Social Security to do that. But if your spouse has passed away, you don't have to be born on or before one one nineteen fifty four, 1954 And you can still file for the restricted benefit. Okay. And you can actually start collecting as early as age 60. And I don't want to make this too complicated, but then other things come into play, you, your income, outside of social security mm-hmm. there's a income limit and more a little few more details as that as, as as that is concerned with so again you can see why you really need some handholding and some guidance along the way to make sure you don't make any mistakes
2: quick unscientific poll if i had 10 people in the room that were born in 1953 or before how many of those 10 would not would know about restricted application.
4: Yeah, I'd tell you maybe fifty. Yeah, it's a, say a third
2: to 50% would know about it. Would know about
4: it. Yeah, would know about it. Wow, well, that means... I mean, you, hear, you heard how complex that was hey, right there, Krause. Uh, unbelievable. I'm, I'm trying to follow it. Well, the other uh, thing you
0: heard is 9,000 people that could have been eligible for it, mm. $132 million of benefits paid out. Never paid. Never got. Right. You
4: know. David always talks about, great, we need to manage Social Security... As an asset. Mm-hmm. It's not a cash flow, it's an asset. You heard the complexities that Karen just went through, and we just saw some incredible stats too. And it talks about the importance of working with somebody. When somebody works with a financial professional on average, their social security benefit is 10% greater than when somebody just simply does it on their own. Again, we need to manage these cash flows as an asset.
3: For sure. So, Thrive Financial Services, just look us up. Um, And I'll touch on one other thing that's also in the newsletter, which also can happen, is Social Security overpayments. They can actually overpay you by mistake. And guess what you have to do? You have to pay them back. All of it. What they say they overpaid you. So if you're widowed, life-changing events can cause maybe an overpayment. That's concerning. And I'm sure they don't send you just a nice, pretty letter, letter on nice stationery saying, hey, whenever you get a chance, pay us back. So that that can be handled as well. There's actually a form that you have to fill out. Um, It's SSA-632, and you can really negotiate with them, um, and you can also do a payment plan, or sometimes you can say why why it's a hardship to pay back. So that's another area that who knew that even happened,
2: right? Yeah, really good stuff, uh, Karen, as a follow-up, actually, to what Brett was talking about, I leave, I'm, When this show ends at the top of the hour, I'm going to leave um, with an understanding, or at the start of an understanding, of what a restricted application is, and I think that's what is. That's what we need to continue uh, to drill home. This is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Don't forget 2678708210 text in if you have a question about restricted application or about social security. We'll get to our final commercial break. Back in a moment. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. So nice to have Karen Mazar uh, back with us here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Uh, as Brett referenced this in his segment, and as David always does, we take a moment uh, to acknowledge all members of the Thrive Army, and we continue to encourage those who have not become a member of the Thrive Army, Uh, check us out, come to one of the complimentary workshops next week, the upcoming week, June 5th at the Mount Laurel Public Library in Mount Laurel. David Bazar now here. David, uh, sure you're going to continue providing Good information every week is good information. This week was a layer above good information. It was really, really detailed on one specific topic that I think it I think affects so many people
0: it sure does and um, you know just as a real quick point. Um, If you decide to give us a call, you decide to come in for that complimentary consultation, like Brett said, one of the first reports that we generate is that social security maximization report, which is an analytical report to give you the exact dates and times of when you should start taking your social security benefits so that you maximize that benefit over your lifetime. And the typical amount of money that we tend to increase over what a retiree thought they were going to get is a six-figure number. Wow. So, they end up somewhere plus $100,000 of additional money in retirement.
2: What are you waiting for?
0: Yeah, big deal, right? That's
2: a That's major- a big deal deal. It's such a big deal. Go back to how everything started. Sequence of returns in terms of when you're accumulating it and when you're no longer accumulating, it all factors in.
0: Look, these are dollars that are just laying out there available. Most people are just, you know, kind of out in the backyard looking for four leaf clovers, <laughs> hoping things work out. There's dollars available on the floor that if you just walk by, pick them up, everything's going to work out for you. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. People always ask, What's the, what do you guys do different? It should be coming very apparent to the listeners of our show that we are not just investment counselors, that we understand A to Z what it takes to make sure retirement works out. So what I'd like to talk about in my segment, Joe, is a little, um, I would say, out of the norm for me, because I'm going to be talking about legislation, right? But this is an important topic that I think retirees really have to get a good understanding of. Uh, we've got some legislation that should be passed very, very, very shortly um, in the House, waiting for Senate, a number of different things, but it looks like something that um, both sides of the aisle are going to be able to agree upon. And this will be the first real major retirement legislation since the Pension Protection Act of 2006. So... Um, So there's been a a lot of talk by both parties about how to improve retirement for people. A number of retirement bills are making real headway right now through DC committees. Uh, Think tanks have been given their thoughts on it, lobbyists, so on and so forth. And what they've come up, there's two. I'm going to talk about both. Um, It's called the SECURE Act. SECURE stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. And it passed the House 417 to 3 vote uh, last Thursday, and it's expected to make it through the Senate during the current term. This is a big deal. So um, the bill has essentially 29 new provisions or major changes. Uh, All I want to do today is focus on eight of those. One important note, though, the SECURE Act is not yet finalized. I want to make sure I'm going to cover these, but it's Mm -hmm. not yet finalized. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about taxation. I'm not giving tax advice, but there's going to be elements of taxation that have been kind of overlooked in the estate planning side that are looking like they're coming back and people that have reasonable assets may have to now start considering uh, some advanced planning on the estate side. So um, the Senate also has a similar bill before it called the Retirement Enhancement Securities Act. And as often happens, some of the provisions in this secure are bleeding over into the RESA and vice versa. Now, Many of the changes can be viewed as only benefiting wealthy IRA owners that don't need uh, required minimum distributions and things like that, but that's not really the case, so I really want to make sure people understand. Um, one of the things that I'll be talking about is these required minimum distributions, and what they're going to be doing is changing the age of when you actually have to start taking it. And that's why it's somewhat perceived that it's benefiting wealthier people who maybe don't need those RMDs. Now, sometimes you look at the negative, and you got to figure out how do you turn it into the positive. The positive of that extended age for everybody who has an IRA where wealthy or not as wealthy is it gives you a couple of additional years to do more advanced tax planning. So we talk about this at our workshop that when you come in for that complimentary consultation, one of the reports that we go through is a report called the tax clarity report. And the goal of the tax clarity report is to identify two things primarily. Uh, We use it with our clients constantly because it's advanced tax planning. So instead of making a decision based on emotion, you get to make the decision based on logic. But the two things that we can look at is one, what are taxes actually going to look like when required minimum distributions are about to be turned on so we can prepare? And then number two, because of the extended age now, is there an opportunity to make withdrawals from your IRA at a very tax-advantaged rate? So really important to try to find those things out. Um, yeah, so
2: those two, the answer to those two questions or two scenarios could put you in a completely different path or completely oh, different direction. 100%. Yeah.
0: yeah, 100%. And again, these are the types of analysis that don't get done by traditional financial advisors. These are the types of analysis that actually don't even get done by typical CPAs or accountants right? This is advanced tax planning where we're looking into things to make decisions today that will have some impact next year or the year after or the year after there. So again, real encouragement Um, because here's the other thing too that people are not taking into consideration. These are good changes, but some of the things that are really facing retirees are still out there. Karen and Brett talked about social security funding issues, rising health care costs kind of become, I mean, through the roof right now, right? Uh, Drug costs are going up. These are all putting major strains on Medicare and Medicaid. So again, these are things that we're very versed in, and we want to make sure people understand the potential of that. So let me go through these eight things very quickly. Uh, Number one, uh, and this is for small business owners, but The beneficiary of the small business owner is their employees. So they want to increase small employer access to different types of retirement plans. The idea is they're going to try to offer, they're going to kind of aggregate small businesses and have providers come in and offer it to all the employees. So people who may not have had a retirement plan because they're working for a small mom and pop type business now may be able to have access to a tax deductible retirement plan. That's a good thing. Really good thing. Number two is, and the government's looking at this, the IRS is looking at it, legislation's looking at it, the industries are looking at it. Um, They want to increase the annuity options inside of retirement plans. So, Section 204 seeks to update the safe harbor provision for plan sponsors to select annuity providers in order to offer in plan annuities inside of 401ks. Now, we don't love annuities. But they definitely serve their purpose, and we get asked constantly, should I be using it? Like, retirees are starting to understand that the annuities of days gone by, yep, they, were, they didn't work, they weren't great, they had lots of fees and all that, but the industry has improved dramatically, and there is a place, specifically after you analyze for a portion of your money, there may be a place for an annuity. The fact that they want to introduce them to IRAs and 401k plans really indicates that that may be a good option for future retirees. So they're putting that into the plan. Um, they want to in- I mentioned this. Number three, they want to increase required minimum distribution ages. Currently 70 and a half. One of the bills is to age 72. The other is to 75. So we're going to wait to see how that plays out. But the advantage of it is you may be able to start taking money out in advance of those ages and do it in a tax efficient way. Um, If you're a wealthier person and don't need those RMDs, then we're extending out before that shows up as income on your tax return. Um, This is a big one. They want to remove the age limitation on IRA contributions. So beyond the age of 70 and a half, you could still make IRA contributions if people want to do that. Uh, there's a tax, number five is tax credit for automatic enrollment. So somebody who does enroll, they want to give them a tax credit of $500 to make sure that they're saving for their future. Uh, penalty-free distribution for birth of child or adoption. So if you kind of didn't anticipate this and now you need some extra dollars, um, if you had to go to your IRA, you'd pay a penalty for that or have to do what's called a 72T. Here, they're gonna eliminate that. Um, number seven, lifetime income disclosure for defined. This is really critical. I don't have time to go through this one, but what they want is companies that have defined benefit pension plans sending out a disclosure on an annual basis whether or not their, fu- their pension is properly funded or not. So to really get people prepared. Number eight, removal of stretched inherited IRA provisions. Uh, this is a topic in itself. Because most people are not planning properly for the next generation when it comes to IRAs. It really could create a very taxable situation for that future generation. Um, This is something that's going to help with that. This is big. And like I said earlier, the estate planning concept is coming back into play. And I'll give everybody a freebie. This is not legal advice, but you should definitely look into it. Something that's called an inherited IRA trust. And this is a way to help along with these stretch IRAs. So, you know, eight things that I think would be beneficial.
2: That's eight radio shows right there. You're right, Joe. For sure. Each topic we could get into that um, just and do one show on each one of those topics very very good show uh, today Uh, if you don't mind me saying that I hope I'm allowed to say that I think all the shows are good but wow my mind was spinning like crazy today Uh, I want to thank you David thank you Karen and thank you Brett for the work that you do it is clear to me clear as the day is long uh, that you know what you're doing. Well done uh, on your part. That's going to do it for Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks to all the listeners tuning in on this Saturday. Don't forget the workshop next Wednesday on the 5th in Mount Laurel, and we'll see you next week, everybody.
0: This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.